Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the program. It's the Donna and Steve experience. Yeah, and it is an experience. You want an experience? We give you an experience. You know, I think I found this guy's intro. I can't believe it. After not hearing from him in a year and a half, we cannot believe that we even kept the intro, much less found it. Kick it! Live from New York, York, York. Calling in on the hotline. You don't sound like people around here. All the way from New York City. New York City! I'm walking here! It's People Magazine's... He's kind of famous. Jeremy Parsons. He's back! Jeremy! Woo! <laughs> the Jer to the Bear joins us again. It is so great to, uh, to talk with you. Uh, Jeremy, we'll start with the obligatory, how's your last year and a half been? Oh, my, yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? Like, everyone you, that you talk to for the first time, it's like, sum it up. It's been wild. We were, me and my family were in New York for the majority of the year, past year and a half, and glad to say that it feels like things are slowly, you know, kind of getting back. Well, um, by the way, I couldn't be happier that you dusted off that intro. And I mean, we were, I don't even remember making that thing. Yeah, that was Rocco's voice who's on it. Uh, producer Rocco, DJ Rock Lobster, made okay. that. Uh, and then we were scrambling like, oh, wait, we have an intro for him. Can we play that? So uh, we have it. One of the ways that we know that life is getting back to normal in New York City is as movie premieres start to come through. We didn't see those for so long. And, and I see you covering premieres, and, and it's like the norm for you. This is what you do. That being said, I was watching, and you can follow Jeremy um, uh, at the Jeremy Parsons on Instagram. I was watching your Insta story the other day, and I saw you really breaking down the morning after you had an encounter with Lady Gaga. And so she, of course, it was the House of Gucci premiere. I want to know all about the encounter that you had with Lady Gaga and what left you feeling the feels even the morning after. First of all, let's just say this interview i interview a lot of people right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's something about a really big global star especially a music star because there's like a mystery to it and whatever and gaga's got such a big personality and i gotta tell you there was just something about when she finally you know she walked she arrived everyone went crazy she finally got to our spot on the carpet and when she walked over it was and i described it on my story but it's like i asked her a question she answered, and then as I was asking the next one, like, she's just looking at me, and then I was like, it caught me off guard. I was like, I'm looking back at her, she's looking at me. It's like, those eyes, so intense. It's like she's staring into my soul. <laughs> Sounds stupid to say it. Yes, it's dramatic. There was, it's just, she's got a, she has an intensity and a lasting impact 
Um, but but it was great. I, I I absolutely loved it. And she does a really good job in this movie. House of Gucci has a lot of buzz. Um, and, and this is the kind of movie that wouldn't be surprising if it gets awards attention. There's already kind of, you know, you know, you hear start to hear people talking about what are the contenders? This could be it. Okay, Jeremy, is this was first of all was this obviously your first time interviewing Gaga? It, it was. It was my first time uh, seeing her in person and interviewing her. And I got to tell you, maybe the biggest takeaway was, in spite of all that that I just described, how easy she was to talk to. Oh, that's she's so actually nice. Very, you know what I mean? Very nice and passionate. The unique thing was, I don't know if you've been following at all. Probably not. I don't know. People have varying levels of interest in Gaga and what she's doing. This movie has been premiering all over the world. Hmm. New York, though, was very special because it, where, where it was at, the, uh, at, at Jazz at Lincoln Center is just a few blocks from where Lady Gaga grew up. Right. So her, her parents were there oh. uh, the other night. And so she told me about how, of all the premieres, nothing is more stressful than watching a movie with your mom and dad. <laughs> oh, right? Because right? there's a sex like, scene, too, right? Ah! Yeah, exactly. And that her dad, I asked her, like, you know, your parents, will they weigh in? She's like, oh, yeah. She said her dad throughout the movie will no doubt be like, that was good. I don't like that. That was bad. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, yeah. Was she speaking in an Italian slash Russian accent during your interview? Oh, was she still in character? Not, <laughs> not during the interview. Uh, she might have broken into it just slightly. But in the movie, she's full-on accent. And she's talked about this, how she kind of to get into the character and whatever, she sort of started talking with that accent you know, a long time before fully getting into the role just to kind of get used to it. And I got to tell you, watching the movie, at first it's jarring, of course, because we know what Gaga really sounds like. But then you kind of, you, you, you lean into it and, and forget that it's her talking in an accent pretty quickly. Well, I was kind of mad when I was reading that, you know, there was a dialect coach for Salma Hayek on set who said, you know, Gaga's really sounds more Russian. <laughs> and I thought... Okay, I'm completely buying Lady Gaga as, you know, an Italian. And it was Adam Driver's that I thought was a little off. Did you? Sure. Adam Driver. And then, and then there's um, uh, Jeremy Irons, another character yes. in, in the movie. But, he, you know, he's just got this really um, this sort of uh, just, just, I don't know what the word is, but it's just a very solid, um, wow, why can't I think of it? But he's just got this British accent in life, right? Yes. Jeremy Irons. He's regal. And yes, he, yes. He, he speaks with authority. And, uh, and and he just sort of has his accent in the movie. Oh, that's <laughs> right. He's like, I'm Jeremy Bleeping Irons, and this is what you're getting. <laughs> this is what you get. And everyone's like, yeah, it's fine. It's, that's you know, close enough. And, and that, that, at least that was my takeaway. That was the feeling. But but honestly, and maybe this is just like I'm a you know dumb American audience member that I am, and I just want to enjoy the movie. <laughs> I was fine with it. Okay, yeah, okay. you just you decided to buy in. I, I, I saw Jared Leto on a poster the other day, and I thought, oh, my gosh. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do I don't it. know how I feel about this, but. But uh, anyway, the movie is House of Gucci, and uh, you can follow Jeremy's coverage again, as I said, on Instagram, uh, and he's also on People's TV Show. Let's talk about a another leading lady in Hollywood. You also got to get chummy with Halle Berry. Do tell. Just interviewed Halle Berry. Here's the funny thing. The world of one of the things that's happened over the past year and a half is we're doing all these interviews, a lot of them over Zoom. This was still a Zoom one. I was at my parents in Nashville after the CMA Awards just a couple days ago and, and <laughs> Zoomed with Halle Berry. You called Halle Berry from your parents' house? From my parents' guest bedroom. (laughs) Mom and dad couldn't have been more thrilled. Oh, I'm sure. That's right. Her way into the house. Um, But she's (laughs) in this new movie called Bruised. It's on Netflix. Very gritty. Very hard-hitting. She plays this MMA. It's in the world of MMA, UFC fighting. Yes. She's a a hardened fighter. She told me that, uh, you know, I said to her, like, you know, Halle Berry is an actress. You, you're, you're, you are someone, Halle, that looks like you're always in the best shape of your life. I think you were 
literally in even the best, best shape of your life for this. And she said, yeah, it was the hardest she's ever worked for a role in terms of prepping and just kind of, you know, getting into that boxing or fighting shape. It's also her directorial debut, acting, oh. starring acting and directing. And she said it's the last time she'll ever do it. It was a lot. <laughs> Wow. I like her honesty there to to address that. Now, look, Donna, it would be easy for you and I to have Jeremy on the show and just to be wowed and filled with rage and jealousy at all of the big wig celebrities <laughs> that he gets to hang out with. However, however, as I continue to uh, watch some of his stories this week, sometimes you get the get and other times you don't. So here's what I saw, Jeremy, and then you tell me what really happened and what I missed. Yeah, I know wa- what you're going to say. <laughs> I'm watching. He's at the Ghostbusters premiere, and there's Bill Murray in the distance. Bill Murray, who looks like he stumbled onto a red carpet and thought, oh, how'd I go, how do I get out of here? <laughs> and then I hear Jeremy's there, and I hear his produce- producer say, you want to get Bill Murray? And then Jeremy says, Bill. And then Bill does the thing that some celebrities are better at than others totally ignoring somebody saying your name (laughs) and he continues on and the story ends did you get him did he turn around did he do any press absolutely walked on by here was the deal he was actually en route to ernie hudson one of the other original ghostbusters cast members who's actually got minnesota roots yes right so so he he wanted to to grab ernie so that ernie would do interviews with him bill murray and dan Aykroyd. so he did a couple with them and then then bill just kind of wandered around and for people who don't know bill is a bit of a an anomaly in hollywood it's yes. very well known that he doesn't have representation agents managers whatever you kind of if you want to get him on a movie you got to know somebody that knows somebody how to call him and see if he shows up and he doesn't do a lot of press either so it was a big deal that he was even there he kind of popped down the carpet stopped here and there for a second took pictures with some fans including some kids that were there mm. and uh and then just yeah you're right he kind of he meandered around a bit, but it's still Murray, and he can he can sort of do that. It's still fun to even see him out there. It, it almost it's almost in in a weird way more interesting when you don't get it. But like the fact that you still had the video and it was sort of a Sasquatch version of Bill Murray. Is <laughs> that him? That was him. He just passed. He just kept walking. We don't know where he's going. It's like a ghost. Yeah. Uh, it made him more yeah, interesting. It, it is. It is. Sorry to interrupt. It, it is one of the things that everyone's talked about with this new Ghostbusters movie. Is it's kind of you know the, some of those original cast members back together. People are very excited for that. Then Paul Rudd and some others are, are and, and some kids are, are the fresh new cast members to take the story to the next level. But Ivan Reitman and Jason Reitman, Ivan directed the first Ghost, original Ghostbusters. Jason, his son, is now doing this one. So it feels like it's in good hands and that fans are going to be satisfied and that it'll be fresh. Uh, Jeremy, before you go, let our listeners know where they can watch you on People TV. Sure. People, the TV show, um, it's airing in markets around the country, but the best and easiest way every day around 7 p.m. streams on Twitter, Facebook, people.com, People TV app, all that stuff. And you can Check get the out. People TV app, I mean, on your Roku. It's, it's just all over the place. Yep. Download in the App Store. It's everywhere. Uh, you can watch him. He does great, great celebrity interviews. Jeremy, it's great to have you back on the show. Send our love to New York. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to you. All right, Bye, see Jeremy. Uh, again, follow him at the Jeremy Parsons on Instagram. Uh, I was worried that he would have changed during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it was still him. He's so sweet. Isn't he great? There's a lot. You know, there. I am coming to realize there's a lot of people with a lot of personality in this world. <laughs> <laughs> 30 years into the business. Uh, yeah, right? I'm like, wow. He's real high energy. He's great. You're real high energy. Yeah. Matt Belanger. Matt Belanger. Oh, Rocco, yeah. not so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With that, hey, when we come back, another high energy guy, uh, Will Smith, uh, found something out from his book. Which co-star did he try to date? Oh, and I listened to a sample of his book on Audible. I'll tell you why. I just don't know if I can do it. I'll tell you about it next. Oh, hi. 
Hi, welcome back, you guys. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Don't forget it's Give to the Max Day. Yay! My Talk 1071 is throwing their support behind Alive and Kickin'. We love Alive and Kickin', man. Such this a is, great organization. It's just uh, so fabulous. And now today, if you donate $40 to them, guess what you're going to get? It's a limited supply that we have. Ooh, 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 um, ooh, ooh. I hate it when people make noises ooh, to ooh. get called on, but we'll go with you, uh, Donna. Um, is it a Hey Girl Hey limited edition t-shirt? Why, it is. What? As a matter of fact. Nailed it. Thank you. So 40 bucks, it goes to a good cause, and those seniors that rock can continue to do what they do, which is just so empowering and beautiful for them. Uh, but on top of that... Um, you'll get yourself a little bit of swag, which is really, really great. And, you know, we have to mention that Alive and Kicking was founded by my talk's beloved and adored friend, Michael Matthew Farrell, who we lost in June. Yeah. And so, so uh, this is a way for us and for you to be a part of honoring him and his legacy. Absolutely. Okay. Onward. Uh, Will Smith's book. So I got the Katie Kirk book, hard copy. I have like seven credits on Amazon Audible right now. Really? Which means I've accidentally been paying $16 a month. So that's like $100 that I have sitting there. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I, you don't want to run it up. I downloaded a sample of Will Smith's book. He talks too slow. No, really? In the book. Because if, you're, if it's a book, if you're, if you're reading a book... He sounds great. He sounds great. He's a good storyteller. Can Get I, off my back. Can, I want to hear a sample. This would be, um, oh, man, I wish I could actually play it for you right now. Oh, I thought you could. Oh, I can. Um, I don't think. Let's all be <clears> near <throat> the see. dump button, but I'm okay. I, here. I'll be able to do this. Okay. Everybody just calm down for a second. All right. I'm going to play a little bit of Will Smith here, and if, if he swears, we'll blame Donna. <laughs> here we go. We were dragging our feet and grumbling, impossible this and ridiculous that. Why we have to build a wall for anyway? This is impossible. It's never going to get okay, done. Okay, sounds like he's reading pretty fast to me. No. Steve. You feel that? What? Slow? Yeah. Maybe I mean, Steve's brain moves like too fast. Maybe you should speed it up. Yeah. That's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. I think I'm going to get it. He doesn't. Okay. And then I'll do it at one and a half speed. Yeah. And we were like rumbling, and we were like, oh, man, we have to do this, we have to do that. But then I was like, wait a minute, maybe I should do Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, West Philadelphia, born and raised. Oh, wow, that's good. It just felt a little bit slow. No, and, and here, it, no it, but here's what I read. It's slow at all. It said it was going to be 16 hours. Oh, I don't 16 know. hours. That's a slow, if that's true. But then someone else said this was a good five-hour book. <laughs> I don't know what's real. But if I was like, oh, maybe he is reading slow enough where this is going to be 16 hours. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Did and you I enjoy what the subject matter? Yeah. He was talking about in that, it was his dad telling him, I believe it was his dad, telling him to build a wall. And they kept worrying about it's going to take forever to build this wall. He said, don't think about the wall. Think about the brick. Just focus on laying that brick perfectly. And then when you're done with that brick, go get another brick. Don't worry about the wall. Worry about the brick. Such is the case in life. Wow. By the way, have you seen, I've seen a couple headlines about his uh, performance in the Venus and Serena movie. And people are saying it's off the charts. I mean, it looks amazing. When does that come out? King of King King Richard. Richard. Come on, guys. So much good stuff. First one to Google it. Spencer's coming out too. November 19th. That's tomorrow. There's probably going to be a preview tonight. I'm probably going to report on the box office tomorrow. No, wait. Is it going to hit? I don't want to go to any theater. I don't want to go to the theater. When does it come to my television? It's not going to come to your television until like March. Oh, man. I don't know. It's an HBO Max thing. Yeah, girl. Is it really? Yeah. Guess what I'm watching tomorrow. There's another thing that I'm putting thir- or 15 bucks a month to. Just my Audible and HBO Max together is 30 bucks. That's $360 a year. Oh, that's not bad. Did what? you see Dune yet? I pay 250 no, a month for my either. cable. I want to. No, it stinks. No, it Dune, you don't know anything about <laughs> Dune. You can't speak to Dune. <laughs> Okay, so wait, HBO Max, uh, King Richard. Might be as soon as tonight. I don't know. When does oh that God. stuff come out? Oh, maybe I'll wait till Thanksgiving. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Wow. Have you checked out The Shrink Next Door yet? I have not. No. Are you guys? I listen to the podcast. I do want to check it out. Are all I, the episodes out? Can you binge it or is it like one at a time? There's thing? three out right okay. now. I'm going to watch. There'll be four out this week. Watch it. Watch it. You watch it. Hey, that'd be a, that'd be a good uh, name for a segment of ours. Watch, watch it, it, kid. I love it. Hey, watch Write it. Write it down. Hey, watch Slow it. Down. Right. Watch it, will ya? <laughs> yeah, I see it. I already see the intro. Should we get the late Ryan Perpich to fill in on one of these uh, holiday dates that, you know, we're trying hard to fill when everybody needs vacation? I just, I, just downstairs. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I would I would happily accept that. I don't know. Do you think he could, would management let him back in? I think they sort I mean, of I like him. Personally, wouldn't. But. <laughs> ah, yeah. Here, here. Why don't you just record me for the next thirty yeah. seconds, and then you can just splice it, and it can be him filling in. <laughs> well, I'm a little behind on my viewing. <laughs> you know what we ought to do? Let's just call we him. just call him right now. Like during the, we're gonna take a little break, <laughs> okay. and then we'll call yeah. him and say, "Hey, we need you for the next segment." Oh, you know what? Let's call him and have him be a lifeline. Oh, perfect. On the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. That's a good idea. Perfect. He you can't win a prize, number? though. Uh, he can't win a prize, so that's fine. Yeah, we got Um, Yeah, so we'll have uh, DJ Rock Lobster. We'll call him. It would. You know what I think? It would be best if we call him live. Because then we'll know. get a little like. he swears? Hey, what are you? Oh, no, he won't. He never starts with a swear. It'll start with a, well, I didn't even know you still had my number. <laughs> And by the way, if you are just joining us, we're talking about our old producer, Ryan, who's only like 24 years old. Yeah, but carries Maybe himself. Maybe 25, but he sounds like he's... He carries himself like an old sweater. 90. <laughs> he's like, he's a guy who would do like Civil War reenactment. Oh, you know? for sure. <laughs> okay. All right, don't call us. 
Yeah. Don't call us. We'll, we'll call, call you. you. All right. oh, <laughs> that sounds all good. It's funny to do good. that. College of Pop Culture Knowledge is a game that we're going to play. Here's the good news. Uh, you can always play along wherever you happen to be. We all find out the topic and maybe the return of our late producer, Ryan Perpich, next. Never mind. Welcome I'll back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Okay, okay. What, Bradley? Get well, out of here. You can't tell him this right before we go on. We've got a lot to get to. Hey, Rocco, put we Rocco, put turn Bradley on over here. over here. Okay, actually, um, what Okay, what number? Oh, there he is. Five. Okay. Donna just told Bradley I gave and him broke some, the news to him. Some cold, hard truth. You, you can't just <laughs> throw us under the proverbial bridge and then expect me to leave your studio. She told you that you didn't actually win Project Down and Dirty. Is, we, we won. Did? We won. Oh, dude, go watch the video. Okay, we were... won compared to whom? Well, here's what here's what Donna means. <laughs> Donna, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. We placed third. Uh, Low J, you know, didn't even, they weren't there. Were they there? I don't remember. We had to go third <laughs> and fourth battle against Low I J. I don't remember, but I am bitter. And then there was uh, the first and second place qualifiers, which were uh, Kalina Bradley and then Jason and Alexis. Yeah. Of all the teams that performed that night, yeah. we were the best. We were told no, that you we. Weren't. No, no, no. You we, guys, no, what? we were told this is true. Donna, you're screwing this up. <laughs> you're lying. No, no, we had you the have best. Vented the truth. No, we had the best time, and they told us that. But you didn't. You actually were just under 15 minutes. Well, oh, that's because we like you. No, hey, Donna. No, really? Are you yeah. sure? Hundred percent. Because we checked that night. Because I, if you'll remember correctly, no offense. It's not that I enjoy kicking you off the pedestal of first place. We, <laughs> but, we maintain that we had won in protest, <laughs> but we nailed it. Um, I remember asking after you guys uh, finished I asked how long it took. Who? And it was just under 15 minutes. Maybe they're just lying to all and of us. And then after we uh, uh, finished, I said, hey, how did we do for time? And the guy held up his phone and it was like 9.57. Okay. What guy? Was he an official guy? What guy are you talking <laughs> That's some about? some bullcrap guy. That's what guy. Talk that guy started his thing. I talked to not Randy guy. Other guy who was doing play the morning play? show coming for us. And now we have the Don and Steve experience. I'm just saying. We all don't right. believe that you guys are champions. That's all. That's all. Okay. Get, get out of here, trainer. I, I'm really we got a game to play. I'm Donna. really excited to uh, have you on Blinded by the Item later <laughs> Me today. too. This should be fun. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Oh, we love to join you. I can't. Right, I we love you. Great, great time. I'm going to be part of college. 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 It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. All right, we got him. I want to see how smart you are. Well, this didn't go the way that we thought it would go. Uh, now joining us live in person in the studio, 18 months later, after he was unceremoniously kicked to the curb. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Perpich joins us now, and the crowd goes wild. Good morning. Good morning. How is everyone? What did I miss? <laughs> well, what do you mean? In the last 18 months? Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been a little busy. Oh, now, there we was a pandemic. Now, we refer often yeah. as the late Ryan Perpich, mm. God rest his soul. And then we follow it up with, he's doing fine. He's working downstairs. I was just downstairs. You guys were calling me. I was, uh, you know, using... The facilities after oh. our big, long, important meeting. I uh, sure. I see the St. Paul number, and I naturally ignored it. Right, yeah. yeah and then naturally. I get text from, uh, you know, my replacement over there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> DJ Rock Steve, so uh, well, I thought I'd just come up. I send uh, a text, and it says, pick up the phone, we're calling you. And he said, okay, let me wash my hands first. Oh, that's see? good. That's so how he was right. He was right there in the midst of it. I can't believe that you came up. Yeah, I got nothing better to do. 
I didn't even know you were allowed in this part of the building. I, well, my face is still on the wall. <laughs> so right. I figure, oh, you know, yes. if security ever asks what I'm doing here, I just point to the wall. Yeah, All I'm right. That guy. Stand by, okay? For what? We're going we're to play, play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Oh, a game that he that invented, thing. right? And you're going to tell, yes, well, sort of. Hmm. Uh, you tell us <laughs> who you think is going to win after Rocco, of Steve. course, gives us a oh. <laughs> Well, if you, you know. just heard the impression he did of you, you would change your oh, mind. Oh, spot on. It was nice. Um, today, of course, is National Princess Day. Mm. Yeah, oh. definitely, Steve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to quiz you on some pop culture uh, princesses. Okay. Yeah, definitely, Steve. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. you should stay with me, right? You? Come on. Uh, we're going to go through. Rocco's going to give three questions. I'll try to answer them. And then after I try to answer them, we'll go to you to alter any of my answers. Oh, yeah. Remember this? That was a good idea I had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been going great. Good, wonderful. I think you'll like it. Uh, in the same way, Rocco, right, we start the timer as soon as you are finished asking the first question. Yes. Um, we I learned everything about this game from uh, the late Ryan Purpose. There's nothing to it. As he lives and breathes. Um, we'll start with this one. Can you name the 1987 film where Bill Pullman and John Candy's characters try to rescue Princess Vespa from the clutches of Dark Helmet? Is No. How about can you name the 2001 princess movie with Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews? That is The Princess Diaries. Can you name the future real-life princess who starred in three Hitchcock films in the 1950s? Oh, was it... was Did Audrey Hepburn become a princess at some point? Uh... Okay, let's just ring that buzzer here and then let me bring in uh, Lifeline former producer Ryan Perpich. Let's go back to the first one. The okay. year was 1987. Bill Pullman, John Candy... Their characters tried to rescue Princess Vespa from the clutches of Dark Helmet. Is in that what the Mario Brothers oh, thing? Um, with Spaceballs. Oh. Yes. Um, okay. But. Can we just say Spaceballs? I've never seen Spaceballs. But it's got to be. It's got to be. Is it, are we naming the movie or the Dark Helmet? Wait, we just named the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Spaceballs. I, I gave Spaceballs. you the name of the princess. It's Princess Vespa. Oh. Right. No, played Ryan, by, don't be so loud. Daphne Sorry. Zuniga. Donna. Is that how you say her name? I, I don't know. I've never seen the movie. Um, Donna's right out there. She can hear you through the wall if you do it. Ah, space ball. Of course. <laughs> Everyone, no? I thought she was wearing a hearing aid now. <laughs> uh, okay, and then the, the next one was... Huh? Um, the next one was the... Uh, I felt good about our second. Anne answer. Hathaway and Julie Andrews movie princess from 2001. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Third and one? then the third one, future real-life princess who starred in three Hitchcock films in the 1950s. I'm going to say Audrey Hepburn. Do it! All right. All right. All right, Donna, come on yeah. in. Here she comes. There she is. Donna Valentine joining us now. I, I borrowed your headphones. I had an ear infection the other week. Okay. okay. The other yeah, well, week. Why would you say that after you uh, it's in the pool? Did you hear it? As he yeah. took it off, it went. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm ready. I'm going to fail miserably. I, I don't know about that. Maybe. Tricky. All right, here we go. All right, can you name the 1987 film? where Bill Pullman and John Candy's characters try to rescue Princess Vespa from the clutches of Dark Helmet. Nope. <laughs> Can you name a 2001 princess movie with Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews? Oh, yeah, The Princess Diaries? Can you name the future real-life princess who starred in three Hitchcock films in the 1950s? Oh, uh, Princess Grace? 
No! And the first one is, uh, I don't know, Princess Bride, whatever. Okay. Bill Pullman wasn't in that. I don't know. Well, I think we're going to we're a tiebreaker. Tiebreaker town. Because number Grace one was Spaceballs. The boys got that. The lady got that movie. Yeah. Oh. Really would. Dark second, Helmet, that's funny that too. Darth Vader, Dark Helmet. Um, the second uh, one everybody Grass. got, the Anne Hathaway, Julie Andrews movie, was Princess Diaries. And Princess Grace Kelly of Monaco starred in yes. a handful oh. of Hitchcock films. So Did you good. get that? I said Audrey no. Hepburn. Oh, you were close. Same mm. era. Yeah. Right. Half point, maybe? Nope. Now, does the uh, ear-infected Ryan Purpich have headphones on? No. I can hear you, though. I can hear you. Okay. Well, I'm going to play a song that has a princess lyric in it. See if you can tell me the song. Say your name. It goes like this. Princess on the steeple and all that. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, you say Ryan. Yeah. It's Bob Dylan like a Rolling Stone off of the Highway 61 Revisited. All right, nerd, get out. I forgot we were Bob bros. Yeah, you guys are Bob yeah. Bros. Yeah, they both love the old I've seen Dylan Bob four times. Yeah, really. really? Reviews and of his uh, current tour are great. I've seen him once, I think. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what's it like down in the newsroom for everyone who misses you and is so happy? To, by the way, you're, don't adjust your dial. This is uh, Ryan Perpich, former producer on the Don and Steve Show. Now you work as a producer at Five Eyewitness News, just downstairs. Yes, describe what that is like. You know, uh, I enjoy it. I miss you both terribly, but Aww. I can just come up here anytime yeah, and visit. Get your fix. And now, uh, Steve, ever since I got there, it, Steve and I interacted too much, and now he's leaving television. Yes. yes. To be more on radio. I never thought, again, I think Don and I discussed this. We, we thought you would have kicked radio to the curb a long time exactly. ago. Exactly. It's me. I have that, you know, effect. That on winsome, people. yeah, quality about you. <laughs> But it's wonderful. The staff down there is, I mean, they're incredibly supportive to mold my soft radio brain into a hardened news brain. Yes, yes. You know, they're very well, patient. As you know, Steve, it's, you know, they deal yes. with you. Yeah, very of course. Very patient. Very patient. Very patient. Very patient. What, very. Is, uh, what are these big meetings that you go to? Like, are those high pressure? Do you have to take a notepad and act like you're listening? I do. I do take a pen. Okay. And then I have a little piece of scratch paper and that you throw right. out on the way out of the meeting. I do, I do. And it's a, it's, it's our editorial meeting where we decide what's going to be on Five Eyewitness News oh, tonight. Oh wow, you're important. Yes. Let me say, I really hated these meetings. They happen every day at ten o'clock. You would come in, and as a reporter, the expectation was bring a few story pitches mm-hmm. to the meeting that then. You know, when I'm in a uh, a return line at a at a store, I'm yeah. at my least confident. Second in line to that is at a pitch meeting in a news department. When Clown oh. Boy is like, "Well, they're raking leaves in Excelsior. Should we cover that? <laughs> no homicide. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah, I would love to see your pitches. Yeah. Oh, they were. Oh my god, just terrible. <laughs> None of them had any teeth, and I felt so nervous and thought, "Why am I here? Because you're not a news guy. Hey, it's not. You're not." That is a compliment. So true. All I can say is there's a lot of good stuff coming up today, starting at, uh, well, of course, at 3 o'clock. Well, excuse me, uh, midday comes up at 11 Mm o'clock on Channel 5. Eyewitness News at noon on 45. Tune into that. That's also excellent. And then Twin Cities Live at 3. And then there's Twin Cities Live at 4. And then uh, 5 Eyewitness at 4. Donna, you're coming across mean again. Me? Oh, I didn't know my mic was on. Yeah, Sorry. say like, hey, it's good to see you or whatever. <laughs> hey, good to see you, Ryan. Yeah, let's man. Have a, like a, a yeah. play date sometime. Yeah, let's hang out sometime. All you guys right. need to fill in. Or... He doesn't. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. He's alive. He's alive. He's just yeah. not just living with no you anymore. Yes. It's all right. All right. Let's we love you. Sometimes. All right. Uh, let's do it. I'm Lunch. Not.
How about it? I'm booked. All right. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm completely available. Yes, Dinner's dinner even anytime. Worse. Let's meet yeah. for breakfast sometime. All right, fine. Bye, Ryan. Bye, Ryan. We love you. Uh, when we come back, I don't know what we're doing. Oh, oh, I got some good stuff about James Gandolfini. Donna, it's going to make you like him even more. What? How is that even possible? Uh, the story that one of his former cast members is telling now about James Gandolfini. When we come back, it's Don and Steve on my talk. Hello. Welcome back. Appreciate you guys listening to the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey, want to hear something? Yes, I do. This almost made my dirt alert, but uh, these guys, the song you're hearing right now, they're going to do this at the uh, Music Awards that I think are what? This... I just said those very words to Steve Patterson off the air. Okay, well then you say it better than me because I'm just pulling on my I think it's the American Music Awards coming it up? It is. Uh, blee, blah, blue. Is it Sunday? It's Sunday in Los Angeles. Oh, at the, what's the new, the name YouTube of the Staples? Oh, is that Crypto.com? Crypto.com. They renamed Staples Center? They did indeed. No way to like NFT Stadium or something? Uh-oh, are you ready? Crypto something dot com. Kick is it. that thing fungible? No, it's not fungible. It looks so fungible to me. No, it's not. Second thought, maybe it's fungible. Let's ask Don and Steve. Time to talk non-fungible tokens with NFT experts Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson. <laughs> the units of data. They make the cookies chatter, that's in. My friend, I'll tell you, women and men, it's those non-fungible runs with lunchables, tokens NFT. <laughs> so, uh, starting Christmas Day, Staples yes. Center will be known as Crypto.com Arena. There's already have some people joking around. I know um, Crypto.com, 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 and Russell Westbrook. Uh, people have already been making the jokes on Twitter. You know, there's the the gang problem in in Los Angeles. Oh, they're gonna call it the Crypt. Yeah, the Crypt. Yeah. So, oh, the Crypt. Yeah, like the Crips and the Bloods. Yeah. So um, that's that. There <laughs> you be the news on NFTs. They're so not fungible. My John's not fungible. Now you know the deal on NFTs. Thank you. Oh, there's been a bunch of NFT news lately. Did you see like Quentin Tarantino was in a fight with between the MGM Pulp Fiction or producers? Whoever. Yeah, I saw a Hello Kitty NFT uh, headline today. We could just do NFT. Should we just do NFTs the rest of the show? Okay, I'd be willing to. I don't really. Care. Is that thing fun? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we have other stuff to talk okay. about. Uh, okay. Here, listen. I got ga- uh, James Gandolfini news. Error room. Loved him. I know that you did. Fabulous actor. Fabulous. Um, so there are some cool stories. I don't know. When I think of James Gandolfini, I feel afraid. You should. Okay. Uh, but he actually helped his former cast members in a myriad of different ways. Uh, there was one that was making the news when he had a co-star who was being told that he had to get nude on the show. So they're at a table read. And this is in the New York Post. Uh, they're at a table read, and there's a scene where James Gandolfini, I believe, sees a guy sleeping with someone he shouldn't be sleeping with. And he comes in and starts hitting him with a belt. And the guy's supposed to get up in his undies, and then James Gandolfini like rips his underwear off and starts like hitting him with the belt. This all comes out during the table read, like a cold read when you get the script and read through that week's shows. And afterward, he I, know, said, I want to know the episode. Now I'm like, okay, wait, I remember I'm walking in with somebody... 
doesn't matter. He said, we did this whole table read, and I wasn't happy about that. Because that was when he found out, oh, James Gandolfini is going to rip my underwear off. Already it's a humiliating scene mm-hmm. situation. Um, and he was like, geez, Louise. So afterward, he said James Gandolfini walked over to him after the table read and said, how are you doing with this? Do you, f- do you feel okay about this or what do you want to do? And he was like, I don't. He went on to say, I feel like you shouldn't have to humiliate the actor in order to humiliate the character. And it feels mm-hmm. like this is one unnecessary step. And James Gandolfini said, look, whatever you want to do, I've got your back. So you make the decision and I'll make sure that wow. that's the decision and came to his aid in that way, which was kind of cool. And so he was just saying, this is so great, like for him to come up and he could have just been like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to beat your butt either way. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Right. But if James Gandolfini on the Sopranos stands with you, then that's kind of a case closed. Um, by the way, it's Peter Reigert is the name of the uh, actor who was in the scene that James Gandolfini came to his aid. But then, as I continued to read about it, I was like, oh, that's that's cool. You know, that you would want to make sure that the actor felt okay with what they had oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. do. Um, but anyways, then you go on to find out that there were all these different ways that he, like, just looked out for his castmates, including there was a time that they, there was a, a contract negotiation that James Gandolfini was involved in, and it was causing a delay on the production. And then he ended up giving, I believe it was $33,333 to his castmates at the end of the negotiation to say, thank you for standing with me. Wow. Nice guy, right? Right. I just, Uh, I I would uh, love for you to uh, Gandolfini me. uh, uh, Okay. Go full Gandalf. I I think there's a little um, Mm -hmm. misconception going on over there. No, 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 no. You're our our Mm -hmm. godmother. Like if he's the godfather, he's Tony Soprano. Hey, yo, what are we doing? You're like our female James Gandolfini. I really want you to watch The Sopranos. I I really do. Uh, you. It's, it's a lot. It's like seven seasons of like <laughs> twenty episodes each. So right? good though. It's so good. This? Every time an episode is over, you just want there to be more, right, Rocco? It is good. I've been meaning to get back into it. My wife and I didn't finish it, but um, yeah, it's just there on HBO Max, waiting for us, just uh, like Dune and King Richard. Right, Steve. Hey, Steve, you have a question? Comment. Okay. I wish we could hit a reset button or like the men in black thing that makes you forget everything. And I just want to erase every show and movie that I haven't watched. I want to clear the whole slate so that I don't feel this baggage internally of, oh, I need to watch that. Like if I could clear the list, you're keeping a list. You have been for four years not watching any of the things I've suggested. <laughs> I just feel like we need to just clear the whole deck and start over so we all have a shot. There's just too much. I agree. There's too much. There didn't used to be. If you feel like there's too much, <laughs> there's too much. And there didn't used to be too much back in the day. Oh, there wasn't enough. There were three channels. And then even 10 years ago when there was no streaming, you could keep up on it. It was fine. If you were watching an actual show, there were only a limited, like a series that told a story. There were only a limited number of channels. After that, you went to A&E and all they were doing was like making swords and stuff like that. <laughs> now, now every channel infin- has a thing. infinite number. Disney like, Plus. I can come up with like five shows that everybody watched but me. Yes. And it, 
Mm, it makes you feel like a crumb bone. Yes, like I never watched Lost. Same. I never watched The Americans. Right. I never watched Suits. And then when you go want it, like I said before with mm. Sopranos, it's a lot. Same with Lost. Like let's say you did want to go back and watch Lost. That's like five seasons of 20 episodes It's just each. too much. Too much. Then there's all the real housewives of you know where. And oh. Just a lot. God. We're just asking for the reset button. We want to be men in black. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen men in black. See? That's another thing. I've never seen the road. I've never seen the road uh, Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. I've never seen that. I've never seen the color purple. I've never seen American Beauty. Oh, mm. color purple! You've got to go. Watch. I've never seen that either. Oh my God! Oprah Winfrey at her finest. And Whoopi. no lie, Whoopi Goldberg, amazing performances. I didn't care for American Beauty. I never saw it. Plus, it's hard to watch that guy. What's his name again? Who's in America? Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen that a million Kate times. Blanchett? Nope. No. Kate Winslet? That's an is Alan it? Ball uh, produced movie who did Six Feet Under, which is another thing you need to watch. Gosh, now we dance. Reset. Hit we the men in hit black. Right? This is uh, Chris, it's too much. Chris, uh, what's his face, isn't it? You know, Chris. And then try keeping up with shows. <laughs> just shows in general. Too many! It's just too many! Well, we're going to hit the reset button. We're going to start fresh at the top of 11 o'clock. Uh, oh, you know what? We're actually going to do the beat at a special time. we got a little music news heading your way. Oh a long-standing beef. Finally done. We'll tell you about it.